Hi, I'm Tamina, gender equality activist and sales professional at a global technology company. When I graduated from college in 2017, I was struggling to figure out how adulting works. School did not properly prepare me for some of the most basic things that my young professional life would eventually throw at me. If this sounds familiar, please join me on this journey to empower young women who are, just like myself, still in search of a fulfilling, purpose-driven life. Welcome to FemHive. Welcome back, everyone. If you know me, you know that I am all about personal and professional development. I love taking online classes, and I am so thrilled to have Liv Bowser join me today. Liv is the CEO and founder of Liberate, the first mental fitness studio. She's an upstate New Yorker turned West Coaster with a background in everything outdoors, physical fitness, and better-for-you startups. A certified meditation and mindfulness teacher and yoga teacher, she ties together her deep knowledge of mind-body connection with open energy and a positive attitude. Welcome to FemHive, Liv. It's so good to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, um, let's start out with an easy question, Liv. Uh, we, we just heard in the intro that you are big into the outdoors, fitness and mindfulness, which is great. I love it. Me too. Um, but could you please paint us a picture of how you got to where you are today? <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I grew up spending a lot of time outdoors. I was kind of in the countryside growing up and had a lot of land to run around on and didn't spend much time watching TV or playing video games or anything like that. I was typically like climbing trees and writing stories in my notebook. So I was always really connected to kind of what was going on in the present moment before I even realized what that was. And then as I grew up, I started getting more focused on physical fitness. I played sports, you know, throughout high school and then throughout college as well. And it wasn't really until college that I recognized that my mind did not feel as strong as my physical body did. And, you know, recognizing that is a huge step in itself, but there wasn't a clear answer for me of how to make my mind as strong as my body and what I could do to feel a little less anxious and less stressed and less lonely. And so while I was working for startups after college and really, you know, working 24-7, all of those feelings of stress and anxiety and loneliness only grew. Um, and in those environments, it's it's difficult to prioritize your self-care unless you're the one who's really, you know, making that priority known. So I started spending more time with mindfulness practices like meditation and journaling and yoga, and they made a huge difference in my ability to perform at work and my ability to feel, you know, joyful on a regular basis, regardless of what was going on around me. So it definitely changed, you know, my mindset and changed my life. And I decided to ultimately just dedicate my life to giving that resource to more people. I love that, Liv. And I can totally relate. Um, as you probably know, uh, my motivation for starting FemHive was me feeling completely overwhelmed, anxious and lost after graduating from college and navigating that transition between school and the real world. So the first couple of years were really tough and especially from a mental health point of view. So I can 
totally relate to what you're just mentioning. Um, and, and I'm really glad that you discovered, you know, these, these um, mental health practices and uh, incorporated yoga into your life for more balance um, and to improve your overall health, obviously, but also your overall happiness. And, and um, that's, that's really, really awesome. I think this past year in general um, has, given all of us a lot to think about and reflect on and for me prioritizing my mental health and setting boundaries has certainly become um, increasingly important um so i i'm i'm really glad that these conversations in general are resonating more with people in general right now but maybe let's pivot a little bit because obviously i want to know so much about your company liberate and um, i know that the idea for liberate originated in a conversation with some of your friends um where you all jointly realized that while a lot of them were investing in their physical health as you were just mentioning was the case for yourself as well nobody was really focusing on their mental fitness and then Back in 2019, you started working on the business plan for Liberate, which took about a year. And then amidst the pandemic in 2020, you officially launched. And as I was just saying, there probably couldn't have been a better time for you to start than last year when the mental health and wellness space started gaining a lot of momentum. Um Liv, can you walk us through the whole process from start to finish? You know, you having the idea, working on the business plan, and then eventually deciding that you would go all in with Liberate? Yeah, of course. It it was honestly one of those moments that, you know, felt like I had been been hit by something. Like it was there was no really build up to the the moment where I realized this is what I wanted to do, but I was sitting around a pool talking with some friends and we were talking about how we were feeling. We were talking about how some of our other friends who we adore were feeling and talking about how some of our girlfriends have really low confidence or they hate work or they feel so stressed all the time. They can't come out and hang out on the weekend because they feel like they have to get work done and, and just don't feel really, you know, strong mentally. And we related to that too. And it started kind of as a, as a joke of, oh, class pass should have a confidence camp where we can all go on Friday nights and we'll all, you know, sit in a circle and give each other compliments so that we feel better to go into the weekend. And the conversation pretty much ended there, but I really couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was <laughs> thinking about, okay, you know, we could all use a little bit more confidence, but what else, what else could we use a bit more of and what other mental muscles could we you know, serve to strengthen. Maybe we could find a bit more joy in the present moment, or we could all feel a bit more courageous and started really snowballing with the idea. And it got to the point where I wanted to talk to different experts. So I chatted with different mindfulness experts. I chatted with sports psychologists and mental performance coaches and tried to learn as much as I could about what the themes are around mental fitness and mental wellness and how experts and professionals are building curriculum to support mental well-being. And that process took about a year. I was working on, you know, a business plan on the weekends and interviewing anyone who would talk to me and started working really closely with the mental performance coach, Carl Dobbert, on building out what became the Liberate Method of what mindfulness modalities could we create together to offer a workout that's as energizing and interesting and engaging as a physical fitness workout, but it's focused more on building mental muscles. And so we decided that instead of 
showing up and lifting dumbbells to tone your biceps, you come to liberate and you move and you journal and you connect and you meditate to tone your mind and your mental muscles like resilience and pride and gratitude and these muscles that we can't necessarily see from the outside, but we really feel when they're strong and there's a huge lack when they're not, you know, in good shape. So that was, you know, like I said, about a year long process. And then my ultimate concept was to open a brick and mortar studio in LA, which is where I'm based and have it structured, you know, just like a soul cycle studio, the same studio environment, but focused on your mind. And the universe obviously had other plans throwing COVID our way. So an advisor of mine just suggested that I start leading the classes over Zoom and gather data and see how the method works and the curriculum works. And so we could tweak and, you know, kind of build a proof of concept. And I was very unnerved by the idea of creating, um, you know, the, the classes myself and leading them myself. I had always pictured me being behind the scenes and someone else leading the classes, but it was a a real blessing because it helps me really understand what the experience is like. And I, there's no greater feeling to me than teaching a really great class. Um, So we've been leading classes since last May of 2020. We have four other amazing class leaders that lead all over Zoom at this time. And We've just been building, you know, our on-demand library, doing our live class schedule as well. And we also saw a huge opportunity to support teams and companies. So our B2B business has really taken off, which was not my initial concept at all. But again, there was just the universe showed us an open lane and it's been really fulfilling to support employees in stressful and disconnected environments and help everyone just feel a little bit better on every level. So That's where we are now, one year later after officially launching, and we're just focusing on, you know, expanding our our support system and our community as much as possible in the next year. That's awesome. And I mean, yeah, I'm sure you had other plans um, early 2020, but but I love that in your case, it, it was relatively easy to to pivot, right? Um, I mean, other businesses were not as as fortunate so um i'm i'm glad you 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 found a way and congrats on all the success so far that's really incredible especially tackling the b2b space this early i think even with a lot of established companies and big brands that we would all know they they're really focusing on b2c first really nailing that before they even have the foundation to go into the b2b space and um the fact that you've been able to do that so early on is incredible because it's obviously bringing in a lot more money at once when you bring in a corporate client as opposed to just one individual student so um scaling that is probably a bit easier so i'm i'm very excited to to hear that um so so are are you still planning on opening like a physical location in la now that things are slowly going back to normal or are you going to stick to online for now Great question. I think we're going to stick to online for now. I would love to have a physical presence in the future. I think it's really powerful to be able to make true eye contact with another human being and and share that energy in a room. Um, But it is, you know, a huge overhead cost to lease a space. And 
virtual workouts and at-home workouts have actually stayed, you know, pretty strong, even mm-hmm. as the world is starting to open back up. A lot of categories like puzzles and, um, you know, kind of uh, COVID phases have seen a big dip in the past six months or so. And mm-hmm. things like, you know, virtual yoga classes and at-home workouts are still really strong. People have just started to integrate that habit into their quote-unquote normal life. So I think that there's still a lot of potential for us to support people virtually. And then eventually, hopefully, we'll have a physical presence too. Cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 excited to to keep following your journey to see what's going to happen. I think it's going to be really really exciting to see um, what what the future holds. But I want to get back to the future liberate uh, in a few moments. But first, I would love to learn more about um, how exactly you help your clients. Like, what problems do your clients come to you with, and what exactly do you help them with? You were mentioning earlier, you know. One of the biggest pain points for you was kind of like um, living in the present, being content in the in the present, and becoming more courageous. But uh, walk me through what what other problems are very common among your your clients. We have five class themes at Liberate that are focused on building five specific mental you know mental muscles or mental skills. It's presence, so present awareness, being able to find joy in the present moment and stay in the present moment and helps build Mm -hmm. your focus as well. And then we also focus on building courage, which comes with, you know, flexibility and vulnerability, being able to face your fears and things like that. And then we also focus on gratitude. So gratitude is, you know, such a powerful practice. It helps have a more positive mindset without turning into toxic positivity. It's more so accepting that there is both good and bad simultaneously. Um, And then we also have our Get Proud theme and we focus on building confidence and self-love and compassion in this theme. It's a a theme that a lot of people struggle with. We tend to be our our biggest critics and be pretty hard on ourselves. So it's really important to flex that pride muscle. And then our final theme is resilience. And we work on, you know, creativity and clarity throughout um, our resilience theme, which was huge, especially during COVID when we were all really testing our limits with the challenges that we were facing. So depending on, you know, what someone's going through, they may choose to take our Get Resilient course on demand because they're going through a challenging period like a breakup or a tough period at work. And maybe for this summer, you want to have a little bit more confidence going back into social settings. So you can take our Get Proud courses on demand or live, and you can also take our confidence course on demand too. Um, And for corporate clients, mostly we focus evenly on all five themes because you can really, you know, use a little bit stronger muscle across the board. But if a specific client comes in saying, listen, our team has been through a lot, we need to focus on resilience, then we'll cater the curriculum for their sessions to really focus on building the skills that they feel that they need most. And with our programs, we have intake forms before and after the program. So, you know, we're not telling anyone how they're supposed to feel. We're not saying your mind's going to completely shift after one class, but we want you to have the ability to kind of keep tabs on your progress. And so at the beginning of a program, you'll rank your skills on a scale of one to 10 and you'll do it again at the end and see if you've, if you feel, you know, stronger in any or all of the themes, which is a great way to 
just kind of celebrate yourself and the work that you're doing to work on yourself because it's not for us, you know, it's not about like, oh, am I literally able to stay more present? Is my brain literally more focused on the now versus it's about, I feel more present. Like I feel more capable focusing at work and I feel more capable, you know, noticing wandering thoughts and coming back into the now and the feeling of being capable, like that's the best feeling in the world if you ask me. So that's our goal with every, you know, every class that we do is that you leave feeling a little bit stronger and more empowered. I love that. And 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 speaking of your classes, I I know that you follow a move, reflect, connect, meditate method. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that method and what your classes actually look like in in, in more detail? <laughs> Of course. We have classes ranging from 10 minutes to 60 minutes, depending on what you're looking for. And the Liberate Method consists of mindful movement. So that's either gentle stretching or light sun salutation yoga, depending on the class you're taking. And then we move into reflection journaling, which is a completely guided experience with multi-part prompts to guide you to you know, your own key takeaway of the class. Now we also include a tip and a challenge at the end of the exercise so that you can continue to strengthen the muscles outside of that session. We'll have a chance to connect and reflect as a group and, and converse if anyone has anything that they'd like to share. It's totally optional in the live classes. And then we ground the entire practice with a meditation. So everything that you've just learned and thought about really has a chance to sink into you through stillness. And what we find through our method, which is really cool, is that a lot of people and like maybe people even listening to this think, I don't like meditation. It is so uncomfortable. It's still, I can't do it. It's intimidating, whatever it may be. But the way our method is set up is that we start with movement to connect our mind, body, and breath as one. And then we move into journaling. So we're creating a little bit more stillness, but we're still active and we're still thoughtful And then we end with meditation so that we've really teed ourselves up to embrace and crave the stillness that we're rewarded with essentially at the end of the class. So even people who come in and are not meditators by any means, often the meditation is their favorite part of class because it just feels so good to let all those muscles you've just exercised really release. It's almost like Shavasana at the end of a yoga class. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Shavasana. It's like literally if I could just do Shavasana for like 60 minutes. <laughs> it's, so good. it's so, so good. No, totally. Um, And then what's kind of the, like the, the, the proper cadence? Like do your students come once a week, multiple times a week, once every two weeks? Or is it kind of just um on on demand? Like what what would you say is kind of like the ideal liberate workout schedule? <laughs> Yeah. Most of our um, community members come, I would say, at least once a week to class. And then we have a really robust on-demand library with, you know, over 50 different classes and meditations. So probably practicing two or three times on their own in the on-demand library and then making a live class if it works in their schedule is the typical cadence. But, you know, there's there's no right and wrong. It's really important to me that we make people we meet people where they are as opposed to saying, Hey, this is what you have to do. If you want to practice mental fitness, like we want it to be accessible and approachable. So if coming once a week works for you, if coming once a month works for you, there's so many different ways to 
fit mental fitness into your schedule. I want there to be no reason for you to to not. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I love that. And I think accessibility is really, really important, especially with, you know, some sometimes not everyone is super open minded from the very beginning. So it can take them some time to get into like the whole uh, meditation and mindfulness thing in general. So giving them all the time and space that they need, I think, is is really Im- important there. Um, and Liv, obviously, you you have been able to create this this incredible community at this point which is fantastic um but are there any like client stories or people that you still vividly remember where you're like wow like the method worked really well on them it was really transformational for them i know you have um, a bunch of really really lovely testimonials on your website but is there like maybe one or two clients that come to mind where you're yes this was so worth it Yes, there are definitely a few. Um, you know, we, we did our first ever course, our community course this year to kick off 2021. And it was, you know, my first time leading a course. It was my first time doing the intake forms before and after a program. I had no idea if anyone was going to have any results. <laughs> I mean, you hope that the method and the curriculum is formulated in a way that people are going to, you know, have have meaningful takeaways from it. But you really don't know until you ask them. And so it was pretty nerve wracking for me. And at the end of the five week program, you know, I had some um, personal connections who had joined the course. And then there were some people I didn't know at all who had joined the course. And one of the women who had joined the course who, you know, that was my first time meeting her, gave herself like almost a 300% increase um, in multiple skill sets in the post intake form survey and gave, you know, really great feedback as well about how like the get present exercise completely changed her life. It's something that she's done every single day. She had a total breakthrough. Like it, you know, that first class and that first exercise made her feel incredibly capable of committing to the present moment and finding joy in it. And to hear something like that, and then to also see the ranking of, oh, you know, she came in feeling like a three out of 10 with present skills and came out with a 10 out of 10 and staying present. That is so exciting to me. That means that we're really able to make an impact and really support people on their journeys. And that's literally why we exist. So that was a really, really exciting moment for me of, you know, kind of the earlier days of of witnessing impact. And then some of my favorite feedback I get is whenever we have a corporate program and the men will tell me how much they love journaling because Ooh, yes, fun. <laughs> I think women are typically more open-minded toward the practice and, you know, some men aren't sure if they want to like, you know, journal or kind of seems like a diary to them maybe, but we'll get feedback and someone will say, I love this exercise so much. I do it every day. Like that get courageous exercise helps me feel so good. My wife does it with me now and they're, you know, so into journaling because again, the way that we offer the modality is really approachable. It's not like you have to be super woo-woo or experienced with mindfulness to be able to jump right in. So that always makes me really happy because I think that we're, you know, really introducing journaling as an exercise for the first time. Mm, I, I I love hearing that. And I, I can relate whenever I get 
amazing feedback or a nice review on Apple Podcasts, you know, someone sharing with me that this podcast has been so helpful. It's the most rewarding thing ever, like actually having a positive impact on people. It's just priceless. So, um, yeah, I'm sure you, you're you're very proud of everything that you have achieved to date, Liv. That's, that's really an incredible Um and just curious, and I know I'm going off script a little bit, but how has this whole process and, you know, since you officially launched, how has that changed you personally and your relationship with yourself and your own mindfulness practice? It's definitely, I mean, it sounds so dramatic to say it's changed who I am, but <laughs> but I I do I do think it has changed who I am. And that's I mean, part of growing up and part of evolving as human beings, we're constantly changing. But by literally dedicating myself and my purpose to mindfulness and to sharing mindfulness, I can't help but take better care of myself. And I can't help but be hyper aware of the days that I'm tired and of the way that I'm speaking to myself and really push myself to be better. And I I actually rely on journaling a lot whenever I'm in a low, which I, I did prior to starting Liberate, but now I have, you know, a lot of different prompts that I can pull from really readily on, you know, our curriculum books. And I meditate every day. I do yoga nearly every day. Those are just practices that are integrated into my life and they keep me, you know, sane and stable. But journaling really, whenever I'm like, oh, I need a boost. Oh, I need, I need a reset of my mind. I lean on that practice and I lean on the curriculum that we've created for our community to help me out of it. And it does. And that, you know, is is a huge help to me personally. And I think whenever I get, you know, feedback that one other person is is also benefiting from it, that's enough to keep me going for a long time because there is, and I'm sure you know this with your podcast, there's definitely moments where it's difficult and mm-hmm. you wish you had a big team behind you or you're just like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. Like I just need a little break. And mindfulness practices really give me what I need to be able to refill my cup and keep going. Yeah, no, no, definitely live um, <laughs> hitting uh, the nail on the head there uh, for sure. I mean, for me, especially doing everything on on the side sometimes i'm just like no i i I don't want to record an episode right now i don't want to edit this episode right now um but then at the end of the day i'm like hey like femhive has really saved me in 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 some ways especially this past year during the pandemic and it's given me so much more purpose so that's why i keep going and i think um consistency is so so important as it is with mindfulness and meditation practices right um but yeah sometimes you also just need to be kind to yourself and and remove a little bit of that pressure because um, I'm sure you can agree with with that um, you're always going to be your own worst critic and you know sometimes you feel like oh maybe I'm not progressing fast enough or maybe I messed this up or I wish I had more energy and more money and as you were saying like more more horsepower as in more uh, men and women power to to do this um, but honestly 
just take it day by day, week by week, month by month. And as long as you're consistent, all of your efforts will compound and, and build up and turn into something great over time. At least that's that's my firm, firm belief. <laughs> totally. One of my new favorite things to say that I have written down on a note in my computer is it takes a long time to become an overnight sensation. Yes. Because- yes. You know, it, we look at, you know, these other brands that are established or maybe other podcasts that are doing multiple episodes a week or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And we're like, oh, how did, how did they get there so fast? And why don't mm-hmm. I have as many Instagram followers? And, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a lot of hustle and hard work behind the scenes and just sticking true to your passion and the reason you started doing it in the first place. And then little by little, it starts to grow and I'm working on getting better at taking a step back and being like, this is a success. This is enough. This is, you know, whether we're helping 10 people or 10 million, you know, we're still, we still exist with purpose and that's, we're celebrating. And that, you know, ties back to just the work that I do with honestly, our get proud theme to make sure that I'm being kind to myself throughout the process, because otherwise it's so hard to do anything. You know, why would you want to do anything if you're mean to yourself the whole time? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, th- that's definitely something I had to learn to to be kinder to myself and um, sometimes give myself some some space. At the end of the day, I'm only human as well, right? So I I, I deserve to take breaks. I deserve to set boundaries. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's been very important for me. Um, as you might know, Liv, our listeners are mainly young, ambitious female professionals who are really, really good at keeping themselves busy. And I'm sure you personally hear this a lot, but many of 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 my listeners, they find it difficult to find time or rather prioritize investing in their mental fitness. Um, what what tangible advice or tips do you have for those listeners to to train their mental muscles? I would say start as small as feels right for you. If that means it's one minute of meditating every day, if that means it's going for a five-minute walk after work or even taking a 30-second stretch break during your workday, there's no right and wrong way to practice mindfulness. So don't feel pressured, you know, to put on yourself that you have to do it for X amount of time for it to be valuable. As long as you're building a habit, I think that's what's most important. So meditate for one minute a day or explore one journal prompt a day. You know, we have a a self-guided journaling course where you get 10 days of journaling prompts delivered to your inbox and you can do it anytime, anywhere for a few minutes just to reflect and connect with yourself. And there's so many different resources out there that you can kind of pick and personalize for yourself. So my advice would be don't let time be your excuse not to do anything because everybody has a minute and there's an expression in you know the meditation community that if you don't have time to meditate for 10 minutes, meditate for 20 because <laughs> meditation and mindfulness creates more space in our lives and in our minds. And when you feel like you don't have time is when you need it the most. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. You know, when you have those days with back-to-back meetings, those are the days where you should actually, you know, get up, move your body, 
meditate or do whatever is 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 working for you in terms of um, investing in your own mental and physical health. Um, so I couldn't agree more with that. It, it definitely helps so much with with the balance. You feel like all of a sudden, oh, there there's a lot more time in my day available when I don't expose myself to that constant stress and and allow myself to take breaks and and set boundaries because I mean we all have the same 24 hours available in a day but the way we go about managing our schedules and letting other people not dictate our schedules and making sure we prioritize things that are important to us in life such as you know our mindfulness and mental health I think that can go a very long long way <laughs> mm-hmm. So we briefly took a look into the future of Liberate earlier. You are mentioning that for now you're going to stick to online, but would love to potentially explore the idea of a physical space again in the future. But what's kind of your long-term vision for Liberate, Liv? Long-term, we want to be empowering as many human beings as possible. I see us you know, supporting global communities and doing events globally where all of our community members from all different countries can come together and meet up and and share, you know, mental fitness as a collective. My goal is for mental fitness to be as common and as exercised as physical fitness. And right now when I tell people, I own my own mental fitness studio. They say, what's mental fitness? <laughs> and my goal is that when I say I own a mental fitness studio for people to say, oh my gosh, I love mental fitness or I work, I journal every day. And just to really create a multidimensional conversation around health and do that through our live and on demand and eventually in-person classes. Mm-hmm. I love that. And and I wish you the best of luck and lots of success with, with all your ambitions. I think you already have a really, really great foundation and I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna thrive and because again great great timing to start out during a global pandemic and i do think that these conversations around wellness around mental health i think they will continue into our post-pandemic world at least that's my big hope um i don't think we will ever return to the pre-pandemic mindset that that we had both like on a personal level and on a professional level and in professional environments so um yeah i also want to take the opportunity to thank you for your really really important work and that you are dedicating your life to to helping people advance their mental fitness and mindfulness. It's it's really, really important. And um, yeah, all the best. And, and thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Talk soon, Liv. Bye. <laughs> and that concludes our show. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Since this podcast is a free resource to you all, I would really appreciate it so much if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and shared FemHive with all the women in your life. 
The more reviews, subscribers, and downloads we have, the more amazing guests I'm able to invite and the more value I can give back to you. So trust me, this is in your own best interest. I would also love to hear your key takeaways from this episode. So please tag me on Instagram or DM me and follow fem.high for more adulting tips and inspirational content for female young professionals. Make sure to also check out femhive.com for more valuable resources. I hope you tune in again next week. Until then, take care, ladies.